now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, CMR land. 
Buenos dias. Happy Friday. Good morning. Everybody's good. That we speak Spanish today? <laughs> yes. All, all 10 words. <laughs> <sighs> Donde esta el baño? Um, okay. Yo tengo uno, dos, tres, cuatro baños. Your dingo? <laughs> dingo? Tengo, tengo. I have. Oh, tango. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's tango. Is it tango? I think no, it's, it's not tango. It's tango. TNA. Uh, Here we over are. there. Sure. Is this Yo people, Tango? People. Oh, you're right. Yo, Yo Tango. Yo Tango. Oh, yeah, that mm -hmm. would be. Yeah. I listen, I was I was almost very proficient in Spanish. Yeah, doggy wants Spanish. Tango. Oh, not again. <laughs> Aaron wants to adopt a dog. There's this cute dog, but I just it's a lot of responsibility, and so I'm not taking it. You Is know, he at the Humane Society. Uh, one dog at a time being fostered. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. It's like having another child. You have to really be ready for it. I, have you actually have you seen the dog yet? No. Oh. And it's probably a good idea that I haven't. I've seen it photos. That's seen it. Photo. Okay. But if I yeah. You know what's gonna happen? If she sees it in person, it's a done deal. Mm. Totally. <laughs> it's so cute. I mean I so know. cute. <sighs> I don't know. We'll have well, to it's think it's funny about because it. I've known Aaron for eleven years and I've never heard her. Talk about an animal animal that has pulled her heartstrings like this before. It's true. It, it's because like, this is the thing. Never. I don't know, but this is the thing. It's just, I don't. That's what happened to me and Harley. Yeah. So I had a. Uh, You're like, oh, now I have time and or you didn't want a dog? No. So I, I rescued a dog. Uh, we had a, on my last radio station before I moved to K-Man. Okay. We had a segment on our show with the Humane Society and they would bring a dog in, um, usually a dog, but, or an animal. Every Friday in our show. Sometimes raccoons. Maybe cats. Okay. <laughs> and um, I mean, we had hundreds of dogs come through. And one day they brought Harley through. And you're like, and that's I was my like, dog. That's my dog. See, I think that that's the thing is like you just, and, and, and sometimes like, you just, I just, just knew. Works. Yeah. Sometimes it just works out and you don't, and you do just know, but. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want that dog. Um, you, do you have pets, Sandy? Um, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, she died last year. Oh, yeah. see, that's the hard part. This is that why did. I don't take. This is why I don't take um, animal ownership like adoption lightly. Is because you know you do really. There's a lot of emotions that go around mm -hmm. with it, and you know it's a lot of work, and you want to be the best that you can at it. And yeah, yeah and then yeah, because I've had uh, my you know my dog and my cat growing up. They're both gone now, and that's hard. Yeah. So. But that's but that's part of it, and then you have to deal with telling the kids anyway. All right, let's go live. Shall we go live? Yeah. Let's Why talk not? on the radio. Here we go. I can't hear that, by the way. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. And How we're are here. you? Good morning, Blake and Aaron, everyone in Radio Land. Happy Friday. Thank you. Beautiful One day. week from today is Christmas Eve. I know. I'm excited. All right, let's, yeah. let's get right to it because we've got our finale coming up at the top of the hour. What are the headlines this morning? You know, obviously the press conference yesterday. Yeah, so what's the yeah. deal with this? Um, so confirmation that we have Omicron and we may have upwards of 10 cases. So 10 suspected cases here in the Cayman Islands. Wow. Yes. 
so we shall know, I guess, in due course. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing all of the um, testing to verify. Okay. And as soon as we know, we'll let everybody know. But um, yeah, you know, what can we say? It was it was coming. Yeah, I mean, but so the regulations that the only regulations is just businesses close at midnight. Um, that's the major change that I think most people are worried about until December the thirtieth. Which I don't get. I don't. I don't get how closing a bit earlier, closing bars a bit earlier is going to keep the spread. I mean, it's one of those things that I think the um, there has to be some further explanation on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if those last couple hours really make a significant difference right. in medical advices. So I too feel like I need an explanation on that one. Yeah. And I think I think we're gonna get it. We're definitely gonna. I feel like that the, the reason for that is for something else. I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? Like I think, oh, that's a good. It's a good reason to close the bars early. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because curfew set in last time. They're like, yeah, let's go back to a, somewhat of a curfew. Mm. I don't know. But um, what travelers? Anything changing before tomorrow? I just need to get through tomorrow. Yeah, Aaron's mom's coming in. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, you're good. You're good, Aaron. <sighs> uh, here's the thing. Omicron is just like the Delta variant. We heard it was Delta. Delta made you a bit sicker and was highly contagious. We were all worried about that when it showed up. Yeah. Now it's, you know, 80% of the cases or whatever it is. Uh, now, now there's Omicron that is makes you less sick, supposedly, but is is more infectious. Yeah, I mean, I think the verdict is still out in terms of how sick it makes you because, yeah. you know, they're not going to know because deaths don't show up until a certain period after mm -hmm. infections. Um, so that is still out. But Here's they the do thing. Know you don't want to get it. Yeah. Get your booster, get your shots. Yeah, it seems to be spreading twice as quickly as... Um, that's as the goal of any... But that's what that's normal. That's goal the of goal any virus. of any virus. Yeah. How can I infect as many hosts as possible? Right. That's the only way to live. That's correct. So Aaron is correct. This is the this is the way of the world. And any yeah. if anyone didn't think that it was going this way, mm -hmm. then you know you you've never studied viruses on <laughs> Facebook like I that's have. That's it. Aaron has. <laughs> She's well versed with the Facebooks. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Sandy, anything <laughs> else happening today? Uh, Miss World Pageant. Has oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So listen, what happened? I, so we're obviously a sponsor of Miss World. Oh, are you? Okay. Yes. So they're out and, there in Puerto Rico. And we, yes, they all flew down to Puerto yeah. Rico. And then a no-go. And then uh, we were going to watch it. Logic had it uh, set to, to air on Channel One. So I was okay. uh, going to tune in at seven last night and watch it. And then nothing was happening. And then we saw it on CMR that you, uh, that you found out it's actually canceled. Everybody was there. And they went through all the protocols, got everything there, and now it's done. So they're Wait, saying, 17 people tested positive, or what I, was it? Yeah, at least 17 uh, people, including candidates, have yeah. tested positive. Um, so seven were in isolation. Seven candidates were in isolation with possible coronavirus infections. So at the last minute, yeah, they kind of pulled the plug. They said that they're um, <clears throat> they're postponing it for 90 days, but mm -hmm. we're going to go home and come back in 90 days. <laughs> I mean, right. Probably might as well just cancel it for this year. Well, that's you, you spend all that money. You're going to spend it again. You know, to yeah. that's a lot of money for a lot of people. Can't you do these over Zoom anymore? Mm. <laughs> Pageant over Zoom. You could. Yeah. There's a first time for everything, Erin. There is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty big news in the world of pageantry. And um, just one more <clears throat> tidbit. Mm -hmm. the, um, <clears throat> sorry, the CDC has actually made a recommendation 
of the mRNA vaccines, which would be Pfizer and Moderna, yeah. over the J and J, the Janssen or the Johnson vaccine. Yeah. Because um, they have said, which we've always known and we've even talked about in this program, that there's definitely a link between the the other vaccine types, but specifically Johnson Johnson and um, blood clots, essentially. So they said if they had to make a recommendation this over that, then it would be the mRNA ones, much safer, um, and certainly don't cause that particular issue. So I mean, I I feel fine, and I've had yeah. three Pfizer's. Yep. Yeah, it's the best one to get. Three Pfizer's and a side of so we're lucky tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so we're lucky. But right. yeah, thankfully we you know we've had access to what seems like the best one on the market, really. For sure. Right. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Final weekend before the holidays, yep. so get shopping, whatever, get sorted. And we'll talk to you on Monday. All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye. So, yes, um, it is the final weekend. Lots going on. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I got bedhead this morning, but you know what? <clears throat> I actually thought it looked kind of good. So I was like, I'm going to rock the bedhead look because it actually looks like I've slicked it back when I really haven't. If I try to comb it out now, it's going to be like all fuzzy and, you know. So I'm going to kind of go with the slick look. Yeah, I'm working it. So, uh, except this piece of hair looks a little bit weird, I think. Yeah, I got to do something about that. But anyway, on camera, I don't think it looks that bad. Maybe in person it's different, but hey. All right. Good morning, <clears throat> everyone. We got Wee Wee, Miss Darlene, Alice, Lemonade. What's up? Diamond Princess, Chantel, Larry's joining us in New York. Olivia's got it locked. Dawn says it's Friday. Let's get it. Uh, Genevieve, Miss Dawn, Larry says happy Friday, TGIF. Irvlin is here and Marshall. Marshall and Irvlin are always the first ones to comment normally. They're on that keyboard. Keyboard, uh, keyboard warriors. They're on there. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jake. I've not seen you in a minute. So good to see you. Uh, Mr. Blair is here. Hero Blair says, good morning. My favorite breakfast news, CMR number one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look at who it is. Corrine, we have not seen you in a long time. Good morning. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Yes, we are beginning now. I got my Cayman beef ordered. I think I was telling you guys this, that, um, I was uh, a little bit concerned because my usual crew in East End, the beef was finished, already sold out. And so um, I was like, oh, Lord, am I going to be able to get any beef? And so thanks to Miss Irma, we got another link up for some fresh beef. So we are good to go. So we're on the list for some fresh beef, um, turkey, ham, and then the sides. This year, I feel like I'm going to do less but it's probably going to be more or less the same. It's going to be fewer people, I think. So I won't cook as much food. Uh, good morning to the beautiful Miss Morna. We've not seen you in a while. How are you? Jackie's here. Um, Darlene says Marshall is a top CMR star uh, listening. Yes, we've got lots and lots of top stars listening to the program. So my apologies yesterday. I don't know what happened. We had some kind of tech glitch that I can't really explain. Um, but the Facebook feed dropped like right around nine o'clock. Uh, and I can tell because I can actually see the numbers here in my screen of who's watching. So right now we have 140 people, um, 120 and it just fluctuated a little bit, but 120 on Facebook and like another 20 on YouTube. And the numbers will 
kind of go up and down. And then all of a sudden I saw the, the Facebook, which is always more <clears throat> than the YouTube numbers go bloop to zero. And I thought, oh my God, what happened? And then I got a little error message that said that um, something was going on with the um, Facebook feed. And I thought, oh Lord, what on earth? So I don't know what that was about. Um, I just don't know. Super, super weird. And sometimes it happens if you have been like blocked for copywriting or whatever, right? But we weren't really doing anything I said that was copywriting. So I thought, okay, this is super weird. Um, and then when I checked it, I didn't actually see anything at all that indicated what the issue could be. So, you know, we got to improvise here on this program. We use technology to bring you guys um, the platform and the manner in which we did. So, yeah, Corrine, basically I was like, well, uh, let's go back to the trusty old phone. You know, that's um, that's the way we did it before we could do it from a computer, right? And had fancy software and all that kind of stuff to help us out. We just went live from the, let me show you the message I got. This was the message I got. Um, says that we're having trouble streaming to Facebook and maybe an issue on Facebook's end. And I don't know. I was like, okay. Um, so the phone connection was fine. Obviously it's a different view and, you know, you forget what it looks like if you haven't seen it in a minute. So that was different. And I had to quickly grab my phone and do that, but it worked out. Um, and in fact, the, the other feed that we had started yesterday was perfectly fine and it was up and, you know. It uh, is still there. So it's, it's really bizarre. It wasn't any sort of copyright issue or anything of that sort. It looks like the feed just dropped somehow. So no worries. Um, we had over 305,000 views on that one. 305, 3.5 thousand. <laughs> and then the other one from the phone already has 2.7. So a lot of people uh, logged right back in and started watching the second feed as well. Sometimes when you drop a feed, you know, people like, lose interest, but we had a good, we had a very good conversation yesterday. Thank you guys so much for participating. And, um, all right. So let's talk about the press conference. We're going to talk about that today. Um, I've got, my daughter has her Christmas concert today as well at her school. So right after the show, I got to end it on time so that I can finish getting dressed. I'm actually not going to wear this dress today. I'm going to wear something else. Looks like we got some rain out there. I see the car is wet. Looks like it's a rainy day. So we'll do her Christmas concert. Uh, hopefully the weather holds up for the kids because normally they do it outside um, in the garden area. And um, she is, uh, she's been practicing. I can hear her singing all her little songs and stuff like that. So she got to put on a Christmassy dress today. She was so excited. Red and white, a little bit of silver trim. And she is super tickled about that. And yeah, so we'll enjoy that. And then she's basically out of school for her um, term break. And so if you see me, you'll see me out and about with her. It'll be, uh, she's be my handbag for all of next week. Um, so we'll have some fun. We'll do some shopping. I'll let her um, do a little bit of shopping. So she's getting to the age now where I think she's beginning to understand that Christmas is about giving, not about receiving. She's still fine. <laughs> so I was saying to her yesterday, she has a little friend named PK. Big shout out to PK. Parker, do you listen to the program? Probably not. You're too young. Um, but little PK 
is like her little BFF. And so we are, I told her yesterday, I said, oh, we have to go and pick a present for PK. So we're going to look at, we're going to go to some of the different toy stores. And she's like, oh, let's go right now. And I said, no, 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 we got to wait. Uh, we need time to be able to go in the toy stores and look around. And, you know, so um, of course my fear is like, I walk in there buying one thing for PK and she comes out with two things for herself. So we're going to have a rule. This is not about you. You remember what we said? Um, sharing is caring. That's the motto. And so we're going to be getting a gift for PK because Santa already has you sorted. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see how well that goes. And I think I might have, there's a couple places next week where I can drop her for a couple hours to do like arts and crafts and stuff. Um, instead of having her like do just adult stuff all the time. So we might take advantage of some of those. You know, thank God for um, camps. You know, I was having this discussion yesterday with some other parents. It is, it is really, really challenging when you have kids and you've got to manage their schedules and your schedule and you have to work. And uh, not every job gives you a whole lot of flexibility. So, for example, in my case, you know, I do I am self-employed. But like I explained yesterday, my clients kind of dictate my schedule. So if I've got a client who's requesting a meeting, I'm like, oh, I've got my daughter this week. So thank God around the holidays, people do kind of understand that they need to pare down the meeting requests and stuff uh, a little bit more, right? So um, hopefully next week will be okay. But I can steal a couple hours during the day because I will definitely uh, be able to take her to little artsy stuff during the um, during the daytime. And she, she loves that kind of stuff. She enjoys her little painting and drawing and not really drawing, but you know, her age, <laughs> stick figures. Um, <clears throat> but I always do feel for parents who don't have a lot of flexibility in their scheduling, you know, or they don't even have another parent who is present in the child's life who can help out because sometimes you're like, listen, call hubby or call the baby daddy or whatever the, the situation is and say, can you be the one um, to pick up the child today? Because, you know, I've got something to do. You kind of need that flexibility, you know. Thankfully, I've got I've got that help most of the time, although Marlon works, um, he works for somebody else. So sometimes a it is a little bit challenging, uh, especially if it's during the day. Like, he's very, very busy during the day. But, you know, he'll pick up the slack in the afternoon. So <clears throat> during the campaign, we actually had someone who was helping us pick her up from school. And oh, what a help that was. It really helped a lot. Even if it was two, three times a week, I could have later meetings. I could plan things um, in the evenings. So I think I'm going to be looking for a responsible person again, maybe going into the new year who can help me out a couple times a week with um, picking her up from school. And then, you know, they would do stuff like go to the park um they would uh, go get quesadillas like little stuff that she really enjoyed take her to the bookstore the library she enjoyed going to the library um and it wasn't always like a mad rush you know so if you know of anyone who's responsible enough do have them message me so i need someone who's a good driver obviously who is extremely responsible with children <clears throat> and then we can talk um so Darlene says, I want to officially thank CMR for landing the news local and internationally so fast and as accurate as possible. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Good morning to Miss Tracy. Corrine says, uh, when I go to refill my mom's medication at the clinic every two weeks or so, that mean I have to get a PCR test done before I can go inside. 
Okay. We're going to talk about that. Um, and so Tracy says, laughing out loud, and you don't buy for you when you're shopping. Well, that's supposed to be the thing, but you know how that works out. Listen, I buy for myself when I go shopping. I'm going to be honest with you. I went shopping the other day and I saw something. I was like, hmm, is everybody covered on my list of five that's getting something this year? And then I thought, yes, this is so cute. I'm sure I would like this. And I'm sure Santa wants to put it under the tree for me. So Tracy, sometimes you got to sneak in a little something, something for yourself. Good morning, Miss Joy, joining us from Texas. So let's break down um, some of what transpired yesterday. So of course, you guys would have noticed that I was not there asking any questions. So I had Ooh, my day yesterday was a little bit crazy. I mean, I had meeting after meeting and then Gianna, I had a four o'clock, Gianna had a four o'clock and of course I got her to a four o'clock late because it was just one of those days. And um, <clears throat> I was trying to rush to get her in time and that never really worked out. Uh, she needed to go to her hair appointment to get her hair nice and refreshed for the concert this morning. So a big shout out to Mr. Rocio. Mr. Rocio does such a beautiful job with that. And uh, yeah, so that took a, a minute to get sorted out. And so I was listening to the press conference. And I was catching bits and pieces of it. I was reading some of the comments from my phone. And I made some really, really interesting observations about what transpired. Now, obviously, there were some changes coming. So they have 10 suspected cases. Listen, folks, um, in my mind, this isn't something unusual. Someone said the other day, um, you know, why didn't we follow the plan of um, the progressives government? And their plan was supposedly to open until January. And I don't know where that person got that from, because the truth of the matter is the progressives didn't have a plan. So now they can sit back because they have the benefit of hindsight of what this government has been doing and they can make all sort of critical analysis of the situation that's incredibly easy but i'm telling you guys and i know this for a fact this isn't something i'm, I'm making up because i like the pack government this is a factual statement and i challenge anyone um to you know contradict the statement with something concrete other than just their opinion because the previous government had not spoken to any industry partners as it relates to how they were going to reopen the borders. There was no plan. You know, some people speculated, well, maybe they had a plan and they just didn't give it to this government because they want them to fail. And I said, you know, early on, that was a very distinct possibility. However, um, I have since discovered from civil servants themselves, put it this way, if they had a plan, nobody knew about it. They did not go about... Um, speaking to any partners, no one in the industry to say, let us get together and formulate how um, restaurants are going to do it, how, you know, um, the hotels and Airbnb, there was no one who had been contacted about how this was going to roll out and what their role would be. So, you know, when they went back to the drawing board, this present government and sat down and came up with their program committee. And the program committee is made up of all these different industry people who need to keep everything from travel came to everyone who needs to keep it straight and tight. 
on how they are going to um, reopen the borders safely, none of those individuals can tell you that they were ever approached by the progressive government to request any commentary, any um, planning, like nothing. So, you know, you couldn't have had a plan because somebody else would have known about it by, except for the leader of the progressives. So it is a little bit interesting that everyone thinks that had we stuck with the progressives, we would have been in a better position. Um, you know, I'm of the opinion, folks, that it is what it is. Uh, we are here and, um, you know, this government is doing the best that they can in the circumstances. We've somewhat reopened. And I think that, you know, um, we've got a lot farther, I suppose, <clears throat> than many places. We're not as far along as some other places, but there's a necessity in this moment for us to be realistic, regardless of who you like and who you don't like. You have to know what is coming down the pipeline uh, with this virus. And you also have to know that there is a degree of unpredictability, right? Every single day, my good people, something is changing. Here's a perfect example as it relates to the vaccines, right? So I have always said, you know, again, I'm not an expert here. I'm not a physician. I simply read a lot and I pay attention and I get information from reliable sources. And I've always known, because I actually dig deeper, that the potential for blood clots, embolisms came from not the mRNA vaccines, but the other ones, including the Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca, because the way in which they're made is completely different. And they use the traditional traditional method of, um, of developing vaccines, right? And so even people, and I've said this on this show before, if you've been paying attention, you know, I've said people who are like, oh, well, I want the AstraZeneca. I want a choice. I want the, the Cinefarm or this and that. I'm like, hmm. So let me understand what you're really saying to me, right? You want, you're claiming you're all concerned about your health, but you want the vaccines that are more likely to do you harm. Make it make sense, Jesus. Take the bus, take the bus now, because the bus is going off the cliff. That has never made any sense to me. And when I put that argument to them, they act like they're deaf and dumb and they never heard me. And I said this months ago, there is a slightly higher chance of getting blood clots with certain vaccines, but it's not the mRNA ones. It's not the ones that we have here as a first preference. Desia, you remember when I said this to you, I think you came on the show making comments about wanting AstraZeneca. And I'm like, why would you want AstraZeneca? Do you know that those vaccines are the ones that are more likely to give you a blood clot, girl? What are you saying to me? Radio silence. I'm like, okay. Am I the only one here who knows this? Well, uh, the CDC has now issued um, a preference and you gotta pay attention to this stuff. So they have said um, that they are making a recommendation. Now this is, I think a little bit unusual for them to do, but a CDC panel has recommended that other vaccines namely the mRNA ones, are preferred vaccines over the J&J &J one. Hmm. 
They are citing increasing evidence that the J&J shot can trigger a rare blood clotting disorder that is now linked to dozens of cases and at least nine deaths across the United States in the past year. Now listen to me very, very carefully. If you have no choice but to get the J&J vaccine, that's your only choice, then you get it. You understand what I'm saying? Because nine deaths out of how many million doses of people who've been vaccinated isn't really a significant number, but it is still a number, right? So this is a recommendation by an expert panel that have effectively discouraged vaccine providers and adults from using the Johnson and Johnson shot. So they have new data. And this is where I say, you know, nobody has all the answers. Emerging information will change our position and change where we're at at any given time. And I'm open to emerging information because I get that this right now, this whole COVID situation that we're living is in flux. So when people say to me, well, Sandy, what's going to happen in five years? I'm not here to make any guarantees about what's going to happen in five years. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive otherwise in five years. Like, what are you talking about? You know, I can barely tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. No one has promised any future time. And so can I tell you what the world of COVID is going to look like in five years? No. But you know what? All of us right now, it is 7.59 a.m. on Friday, December the 17th. I'm talking about the here and now, what we know in this moment. And all of us are trying to stay alive and to move forward alive. Mm -hmm. I've also made the point that in my readings and my understanding of everything, this is a general comment, that vaccines in 2021 are the safest they have ever been in the world history of vaccines. And we have taken vaccines our entire lives. Now, some people are like, oh, this isn't a vaccine. Do you know how a vaccine is defined? Go look up the definition of a vaccine. This is a vaccine. Just because you have to take a booster shot, that, 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 that does not preclude it from being a vaccine. A lot of people are confused about that in their heads. <clears throat> That's not what this is. So it is a vaccine. And this is the best technology. We've had the best medicine. We've had the best technology. We actually have oversight bodies. Y'all go check some of those other vaccines that were rolled out and produced and see how much oversight happened back in the day. And yes, they were still giving it to you. They were still going house to house and knocking on your door and you open the door and you got your polio shot, no questions asked, you didn't have a choice. So some people argue, well, oh, you know, I wanna have a choice. Well, you have more of a choice now than you ever did before, <laughs> honestly. Uh, yes, mandates are a thing and they're going to become more restrictive and they're going to be more mandates than what you can and can't do if you're vaccinated or not. So new data shows that there was a higher risk for the blood clotting condition than previously known. And the risk was greater among women 30 to 49 years old at an estimated one in 100,000 who had received the company shot. So, you know, for a time, there were people here in Cayman who die, because people die every day, <laughs> actually. And there were people saying to me, um, Cindy, remember her and I had this conversation. Well, my uncle died of a blood clot. And I said, Cindy, you know how many people die of an embolism every day that has nothing to do with COVID? Like, you have to look at the instance of 
general death in the population from certain things and people die from strokes embolism they're all pretty much the same blood clots you know a clot moving from one place to the next so i said to her let me go down the list of people that i know that have died from blood clots over the years before COVID even existed and when i provided her with a substantial list i also i told her about the mrna versus these other vaccines and the mrna ones are not the ones linked to blood clots at all. And she's like, oh, really? And I said, Cindy, you got to read and you got to make sure you know where you're getting your information from. Don't believe these Facebook physicians who don't even educate themselves. You know, it would be one thing if the people who I see circulating the misinformation, if they were like really into, okay, let me research. Let me, when somebody says, oh, there was a study, let me go back to the study and have a look at the study and see what the study said for myself then I would be more inclined to take those individuals seriously. Um, Kevin will remember uh, just last week. What day was that, Kevin? Was it earlier this week? Someone sent a um, something that they had read that said, hold on one second. Um, da, 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 da. I think, Kevin, this is related to this very topic, actually. So they sent us, uh, or they sent me this article, which they're claiming um was supposed to prove a certain thing i'm just trying to backtrack in our conversation and see when this was uh trying to find it um but you know it was a very interesting article that i forwarded on to him and then as we started to read even the first paragraph and we picked it apart there were so many issues with it that it was like um, yeah, this is where you've got to read to understand and you have to, you know, do your research. Now, if you're not willing to do the research, that's where I have a problem with people just randomly. Oh, here it is. People just randomly grabbing stuff and, um, and just, you know, I want to share this with you guys. So I sent Kevin this article. This was actually on Saturday that someone sent to me, right? And the article said, um, okay. So remember how we were talking about uh, the Jean Barrier syndrome, all right? And there's a young lady here who said that she had that and that um, supposedly that was brought on by her vaccine. So let me show you guys this. And uh, we started to dig into this a little bit more <clears throat> based on what the article said. And again, the devil are in the details, right? So when you see something like this, you've got to read and make sure that you even understand what is being said to you. So first of all, let me show you guys this article. So this says... Um, CDC study shows risk of Guillain-Barré syndrome elevated after um, ad.26.covid2.s COVID vaccination vaccine, okay? Um, first of all, you got to check your sources. News Medical Life Sciences, who are they? Mm -hmm. All right. Then they go on to say that this is an article by Shritama Dutt, MSC. It's from December the 8th, reviewed by Benedette Kafari, another MSC. 
And it says, thanks to the relentless efforts of medical researchers around the world, several different messenger rubinule, oh God, now they're going to test me out here today, rubonucleic acid, which is mRNA, um, and vector-based vaccines were authorized for use by regulatory bodies worldwide. Okay. Uh, background, to date, three vaccines have been authorized for emergency use or FDA-approved in the United States to prevent coronavirus disease, 2009, da, da, da. So out of the barn, um, this is really, really interesting because, I mean, I don't know that this person has really, maybe English isn't their first language and they haven't entirely <laughs> updated this article, but we know that none of them are under emergency use. They've all been approved. So that starts off a little bit confusing. Um, and it's not even to prevent the coronavirus disease. So even that doesn't make any damn sense. You know, this is where you've got to read. You've got to be able to comprehend and read and understand what people are saying. The corona, the vaccines are not to prevent um, the coronavirus disease. This is a virus and it's not to prevent that. It is to prevent serious illness and hospitalization and not even to pre prevent, but try to reduce it. And then it goes on to say, you know, that it includes the BioNTech, the mRNA, so-and-so. And again, it says authorized for emergency, route, uh, emergency use. Hasn't Moderna been approved by the um, FDA already? So if you read carefully and you start to pick apart even the first paragraph, you have multiple issues with the first paragraph. Then they say both... Uh, of which are mRNA vaccines, as well as this other one, um, Janssen authorized for emergency use. Mm, let me see here now. Uh, uh Um, it goes on to say that, and th this is a little bit confusing because it almost looks like it's trying to lump this one, which is a Janssen author authorized one, right? The J&J vaccine. It says as well as, so th the implication is that all of them somehow are linked to this increased risk of GBS, which actually, again, isn't the case at all. Well, it tells you a little bit of background information about the fact that they are double dose, um, the first two, right? Now look at the headline. Let's go back to the headline. So they start automatically talking about the Pfizer, the Moderna, and the J&J. &J. But the headline itself says that there's an elevated risk after this one. And which one is this one? Let's go a little bit further down. That is the alternative name for the J&J &J one. But you see how people get confused? And so people start sending this around to me. And because they keep dropping the name of the other two in the article, people have this idea in their heads that, oh, the one that we have first choice for, which is um, the Pfizer vaccine, is the one that elevates your risk of GBS. And then that would make sense for the argument that we've heard locally that one person, one young lady 
evidently has had GBS. Well, again, you've got to read with a degree of understanding. Okay. So then they say it's very rare uh, neurological disorder, one to two per hundred thousand persons slash years. And again, that's very poorly written. I don't know what the hell that means. So in July, 2021, data from the Vaccine Adverse Reporting System, VAERS, indicated that more cases of GBS are being reported after vaccination with, which one again? In comparison to other mRNA vaccines. And this could very well be true, right? Now, let me point out something else that this um, says up at the top. CDC study shows um, the CDC doesn't do any studies like that. So again, that is written poorly to the point where it could lead you to be misinformed. What they're doing is they're pulling information from the VAR system and referring to that as a CDC study. And that's not a CDC study. The VAR system, as it says, is an adverse reporting system that they have in place. Now, everything gets reported or everything should be getting reported by all medical professionals. And even, I think you can even self-report to the VAERS system. So if you drop dead from getting hit by a bus two days after getting vaccinated, you know, then that gets reported. Now, obviously there's no cause and effect there, but it still gets reported, right? To start um, pulling conclusions, from VAERS can be a little bit dangerous. You need other sort of um, contained and quality controlled studies to be able to draw any conclusions. So someone says J&J is not an mRNA vaccine. So other mRNA vaccine, that terminology is also inaccurate. So I don't know who these people are, who this medical news life sciences publication is. Um, I can tell you that English isn't their first language. So I don't know, you know, when they wrote this, if they had this really reviewed, it claims it was reviewed by someone, but based on her name, English probably isn't her first language either. So then they make mention of um, this study. They say the study details. Um, the vaccine safety data link, a, collaborat a collaboration between nine U.S. integrated healthcare systems and the U.S. Center for Disease Control. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little bit problematic as well. There's so many things that you could pick apart um, from this situation, right? And remember, we looked at this very, very closely. In fact, this might have been um, one of the articles that we came across as well um, in relation to this. But I can tell you the number of cases associated with GBS and any vaccine is so incredibly rare. Like it really is rare. The point that the physicians have said is this, listen, let, let's say that there is a connection for the sake of argument, right? You might be one in a hundred thousand, one in whatever, 
to have an adverse effect to a vaccine. The chances of you getting COVID and having an adverse effect to COVID is far greater. And it's the sort of thing where you're healthy, you're in your 30s, you feel perfectly fine, you get COVID, you think, oh, this is no big deal. This is a bad cold, a little bit of a flu, and you're out of the out of the um, woods and you feel great. And then right after that, your kidneys start to fail because that's what COVID does to you, right? You think you get over the initial infection, you think you're fine. And then you start to find out about something called long haul COVID and how this virus has been demonstrated to destroy people's hearts in a way that physicians or cardiologists that, were, cardiologists that were on this program have said they've never seen anything like it before. Like this virus is like really different. So am I going to take my chances with a vaccine that has little to no immediate, let's give you that, little to no immediate side effects versus COVID, which can kill me. If it doesn't kill me, it can give me debilitating long haul COVID. I can lose my sense of smell and all this other stuff, short term, long term, medium term, or it can actually destroy my organs, including my kidneys and my heart, amongst other things. So it can ravish you in a way that the vaccine not ravishing people. You know, there are times when you have to pick and choose your poison. And I'm not saying really that, um, in my opinion, the mRNA vaccines, I think are very, very safe. And now they're looking to the fact that, you know what, they've been proven to be so incredibly safe that most going forward in the world, most new treatments are probably going to be at the mRNA level. So those who are arguing against mRNA technology really need to do some research. People say that te- that uh, boosters are not new. Here's a comment. Tetanus, for example, the first two shots are giving at least four weeks apart. And then the third shot is given at six to 12 months after the second shot. And then after the initial series, booster shots are recommended every 10 years. And I mentioned this to someone. We were having a discussion recently with some friends about this. And I mentioned the same thing about tetanus. And they were like, oh, no, you get it. I'm like, "Mm -mm, not really, you know. Um, And then another um, very astute person says a December the 15th article from the publication you're talking about actually says that GBS risk is actually decreased by taking the vaccine. So on the 8th, they said there was an increase. And then by the 15th, they said there was a a decrease. Send me that article because I'll send it to the person who, um, I'll send it to the person who sent it to me. So this is a necessity, folks, to pick a little bit of sense from nonsense is all I'm saying. So when people forward me stuff and I start to dissect it, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I told them, you know, standing and be looking at this. I wish all of you would take a little bit more time to examine what you send before you start forwarding it to everyone who just reads the headline and starts to get scared for no good reason. Folks, today is December the 17th. I'm sure that all of you are now thinking about some Christmas presents, whether you want to or not. There is somebody on your Christmas list that you have to think about. Maybe it's even just yourself. There is no better gift, in my opinion, than a piece of jewelry. Hmm. 
You know, every time I wear, this is my coat of arms. Let me stand up a little bit. This is my coat of arms. Every single day that I wear this, and I wear it all the time, like almost every day, people love this coat of arms. They're like, oh, where did you get that from? Even at the wrist the other day, I had people ask me, where did you get that from? And I'm like, David at Prodigy Jewelers. Now, a lot of you don't even know who David is or where he's at, which is shocking to me. The man has been a jeweler for over 30 years. And I think he's been in the same location for Prodigy all that time as well. So it's down in the village. Caymanians call it the village. It's right in Dr. Roy's Drive. It's You can't miss Dr. Roy's Drive because it's not really a long street. Right in the middle of town in the Thompson building. David has some beautiful custom pieces. Like he can customize just about anything for you. So you tell him what you want. I'm going to show you guys my flag, which is one of a kind. But I don't want y'all going there telling me you want one because you ain't getting it. It is a one of a kind flag design. But these, anybody can buy these. Now, David always does a little bit something extra for me. So I'm going to show you guys what he's done. And mine, I actually have a diamond right here. So he's added this little piece of diamond for me. And then on the back, I have mine engraved with my name. So these are beautiful gifts. I have the Cayman, um, like her map, the single island map. And he does a lot of beautiful pieces. So listen, go speak to David. David out. He's your go-to source for anything jewelry. And you know, they do not just jewelry design and sales. They've got lots of pieces there, but they also repair jewelry as well. So if you've had something that's like broken or whatever, and listen, I have seen David work some miracles or repairs. Some of the, the rich boys further up the street said, oh, this piece of jewelry can't be repaired. There's nothing that we can do with it. And uh, believe me, you, he worked some real miracles with that stuff. So go speak to David. So listen, um, the bottom line is, folks, you know, we're taking it one day at a time. The CDC has now said, mm, Janssen and Janssen, not so much so. We would prefer you to do the mRNA vaccines. So they're not going to remove it from the market. It's going to remain an option for people who are unable or unwilling to receive the more popular vaccines from Moderna or bio, um, Pfizer, BioNTech. But I'll be honest with you, the Janssen or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine as it's more commonly called, um, has had a number of setbacks. So it's kind of fallen out of favor in the US. 
Here are some reasons why. The company's vaccine has not fulfilled its early promise as a traditional one and done format that would be easy to deploy in more isolated or rural communities. So, you know, some people feel a way about, oh God, I gotta take two doses because then you require them to take dose one and they gotta go back for dose two to get the full protection. So Johnson and Johnson and Johnson, um, you know, they had an idea. We do a one-shot vaccine. You only got to get them in there once. With the mRNA vaccines, essentially, you need to convince people now three times to go in and get the first two, and then you booster. So over sixteen, about sixteen million people in the United States have received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine <clears throat> as their primary immunization compared to some 73 million who are fully immunized with the Moderna vaccine and 114 million that have the Pfizer-BioNTech shots. And for most Americans who have received a booster, only 1.6% chose the Johnson & Johnson for their booster. So the Food and Drug Administration issued um, updated guidance on the risk of blood clot disorder linked to Johnson & Johnson. But, you know, they really stress that the benefits, again, far outweigh the risk, even with Johnson & Johnson. So I'm going to give you guys this 82-page document if you wish to read it. Because, again, I'm telling you here, go to your source documents and look at the source information. Don't believe anything I say. Right. Go read the FDA document for yourselves and see exactly what the FDA has to say, because there's too many people circulating stuff. Now, I, I believe in being well read and trying my best to understand something. And if I don't understand it, I'm going to start asking experts who are they're experts for a reason. But there's the actual um, updated guidance. So this is talking about the risk of blood clot disorder linked to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So now you got that FDA um, document there. Like I said, it is not just, um, wait a minute, is that 82 or 32? My apologies, it's 32 pages. So maybe that is bedtime reading for some of y'all. I thought it said 82 up at the top child. I was like, ooh, that's a lot of reading. Uh, so this isn't too bad, 32 pages is doable. Trust me, you got some law cases that 32 pages, just the introduction. Um, so, uh, have a look at that. Uh -huh. And then, um, obviously there are dozens of countries that have authorized the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and have been using it as part of their immunization campaigns. Um, did we bring in any here? I'm not sure that we have. It is not as effective against COVID. Some governments have already moved to put restrictions in place as it relates to the Johnson Johnson shot because of the blood clotting risk. So some of those countries include Finland, Denmark, Slovenia. They've stopped using it completely. Other countries have just ranked it 
as lower for use than the Pfizer one and the Moderna. Uh, other countries have advised doctors to counsel women under 50 of the potential risk. So it's kind of like, listen, if you're a woman, you know that there's an increased risk of um, blood clots if you take birth control. You take the pill, you would know this. And um, your physician should tell you upon issuing such a prescription that you have an increased risk, especially if, and then they give you things that compound that risk. You are a smoker, for example, because you know smoking increases your risk of everything, right? Including strokes and heart attacks and blood clots and the whole nine yards. Being overweight. So all y'all nice, chunky, fat people who love your Caribbean food, full of starches. You walk around talking about you worried about a vaccine giving you a blood clot. You better worry about that next piece of something, something you about to put in your mouth giving you a blood clot. Because we love a diet that is not conducive to our health. And I don't care how big or slim you are. Because some of us are fat and you look at them and go, yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah, boy. Sandy has an increased chance of this, this, and this. Some of the slim ones, they might look slim, but inside, they got that visceral fat all the same. That doesn't make them any healthier. But nobody wants to talk about that. We won't go there. Um, so the CDC panel's recommendation also has, you know, it's coming at a very interesting time because right now they're having a surge in cases that, um, driven by Delta and of course, Omicron now. In addition to the risk there have been several laboratory, as the English would say, Americans, we just say laboratory. You English people want to say laboratory, whatever. Uh, there have been several experiments now that suggest that a single dose of Johnson & Johnson shot may offer little defense, little defense against infection with Omicron. Mm-mm-mm. The company says that they are testing blood samples from clinical trial participants who received its first shot as a booster to see how their vaccine-induced antibodies fare against Omicron. So now we're seeing that it's really not quite that effective at all. So this advisory committee uh, meeting happened yesterday on immunization practices, and they went into, um, the CDC officials went into detail on the clotting-related syndrome, which was identified in 54 people in the United States who received, received the shot before the end of August. And again, to be fair, 54 people not, we're not talking about a whole lot of people here. So hats off to the CDC for still recognizing, even if there's a minimal risk, increase in risk, that they need to advise the public. So it said overall, the rate of the condition was 3.8 cases per 1 million people given the vaccine. So don't y'all be jumping up and came out now and say, oh, I got, well, we don't have Johnson Johnson here. Oh, I got AstraZeneca and now I had a blood clot. Well, think about what 3.8 million, 3.8 cases per 1 million means for a population the size of Cayman. That's one of the things that really went against the argument that that child's GBA, as well as there's no link to Pfizer, but that, you know, oh, she got GBA. I'm like, 
damn, she would be one of the most unlucky people in the entire world. Because <laughs> there have been so few, pe- few, so few people with a GBA link, GBS, sorry, link to any kind of vaccine. But to the Pfizer vaccine, she'd be like the first. And that would be amazing. Like everybody in the world would want to study this case. This wouldn't be a case where the hospital in Miami would be saying, we recommend people get the vaccine. That's our recommendation. Because that's the most they would say about it on the record. So here's the other thing to note if you have people, because I do know that there's a lot of people in Jamaica who've actually been getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So I've had a few of them reach out to me and say, you know, I got the Johnson Johnson, can I still come to Cayman sort of thing. So people who received the Johnson and Johnson shot months ago are not thought to be at risk for the clotting condition because apparently the onset of symptoms typically occurs about nine days after vaccination. So this is good news because you're gonna know in quick order if you have it. An increased risk for the condition has also been linked to the shot from AstraZeneca, which is not authorized in the United States. It has not been linked to the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines. Now I told you all about the AstraZeneca because again, Some of y'all claimed that's the one you wanted. And I said, okay, honey, you do know about this little risk, right? Make sure you know, because when you get a blood clot nine days later or whatever, don't be trying to blame the Cayman Islands government for giving you AstraZeneca. The Cayman Islands government has said, you want choice? You're talking about you want vaccine choice? Okay, we'll give you vaccine choice to your own detriment because they still think some protection is better than nothing. And ultimately, it's your body, right? So if you want to take the option that is more risky because of your misinformation, your confusion, then go right ahead. More risky and less effective. How does that make any sense? So you guys know now that there is um, a small dose, I think, of the Cinefarm that's available on island. So someone was saying to me that someone else was trying to get a larger dose here. But the Chinese government is like, how many, how much you want? Basically, it doesn't even make any sense for them to sell it to the few people here who want it because it's not a big enough population. And they only sell in certain quantities. So my understanding is, I think Dr. T said that he had gotten a hold of some. He probably just piggybacked off of somebody else's shipment. But in terms of getting a shipment for Cayman, it is increasingly difficult Because the Chinese, if you get it directly from them, they're like, no, we're not going to send you just that little bit. You need more. So you need to go get yourself a million person population for the Chinese to really want to talk to you. Um, So there's that because, you know, they are making money off the vaccine, right? I mean, people do sell vaccines. So um, that's all I can tell you about that situation right now with Moderna. Uh, so be careful. So now, not Moderna, my apologies, with J&J. So federal officials in October authorized boosters for people, this is again for J&J, who had received a single shot in the company's vaccine at least two months earlier. So you notice there's an entire month difference. Um, well, actually, they were saying six months before Omicron. But for J&J, they weren't saying six months. They were saying two months because it's just not as effective. 
And of course they said, you know, if you want to mix, mix and match them, uh, then you do that. So someone also said a friend of mine and her husband got the J and J vaccine. And then they went to check the antibody levels. It showed they had zero antibodies. So it was either a bad batch or in a matter of a few months or in a matter of a few months, there were no antibodies offered, oh, offering protection against COVID. So they got Pfizer now. No Jane Jane came out, just AstraZeneca, yes. Um, thank you for that. So we have another article, basically the risk of vaccine-induced GBS is super rare and likely due to a contaminated flu vaccine. In fact, the COVID vaccine protects the um, susceptible, susceptible. And uh, there's a link here, which I can share with you guys for this article as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, um, let me read some of your comments. Good morning. And let me see where we left off. So Jake, uh, so Damien says, so why did we bring in that vaccine? But well, we didn't, we've not brought in J&J. We have AstraZeneca because people kept saying that they wanted a choice. They didn't want an mRNA vaccine. So the next best option was the AstraZeneca, um, which is what was available in the UK. I don't know if the UK has approved J&J actually. Um, so that's what we could get. So Jake says people hear rumors or hear people wanting a certain vaccine and they just repeat it to sound like they know what they're talking about when in reality they have no clue. Trust me, Jake, every day I read stuff on social media and it literally makes my head hurt. And then you know what is even crazier are the people who um, then start to get into the religious discourse, right? So they don't know what they're talking about on the medical front, not at all. But then they start talking about the end times and, and this and that to try to, because they just sound, they already sound batshit crazy. So I guess why not, right? Um, so then they start talking about that as well. And they just confuse the heck out of me. I'm just like, what? Oh, look at what showed up in my timeline today. Oh my God, you guys have to see this. I just opened up Facebook. And you know, Facebook, ugh, all these memories that they want to put on you. And look at my memory for eight years ago today. You guys are not going to believe this. Let me show you. Facebook trying to make me cry this morning. Look at this. Oh my God, my little Coco. Oh, she was so cute. Look at her. She's like, why am I here? Eight years ago. So this is way before Gigi. And this is Coco and I in her apartment, me putting on her Christmas dress for the season, which she hated, by the way. She did not like dressing up, but, you know, she tolerated it for her crazy owner. And look, she's like, why am I wearing this dress? Oh, she looks so cute. She was the best little doggy in the whole wide world. Oh my gosh. I You guys have no idea how upset I am still about the loss of my dog in the way that it happened in particular. And you know, the other day I was out in um, my yard and I heard those neighbor's dogs next door that have been returned. And I have to be honest with you, I had some really bad thoughts about those dogs. Like seriously. Really, really bad thoughts. If I was a, if I wasn't an animal lover, I can tell you that the outcome for those dogs would not be good. 
after what they did to Coco. And, you know, that's one of my hesitations about getting another dog is they're still out there. So I'm out in my backyard. Um, I think I was out of the pickleball court and I hear them barking and carrying on like a bunch of fools next door. Still there, still getting to live their best life while my poor Coco is gone. And if you guys know how much that grieves my soul, those dogs should have been put down. I'm sorry. And I'm like, now I'm like, well, what are they barking at? There's no more dog over here for them to be getting aggressive about. And what happens is they get so agitated when they hear something, they start fighting with each other. That's how crazy they are. So I'm also fearful of, you know, what if one day they get out and Jan and I are walking outside? They might be like, oh yeah, well, remember Coco? We don't have Coco to kill anymore, but let's go after her owners or something. Like, I don't know how these dogs would think. Did you guys see the story, by the way, just as a quick aside, about the child who had its arm ripped off, like a four or five-year-old child had its arm ripped off by a pit bull because the little boy went to pet the pit bull puppies and she ripped the little boy's arm off. I was like, what the hell? First of all, adults can be so irresponsible. Like you don't leave a toddler unsupervised around dogs that just had puppies, especially. Seriously, nobody, nobody does that because, you know, dogs are very protective over their puppies and some dogs will bite your arm off. So when I read that headline, I said, Jesus Christ, what kind of parents, what kind of negligent parents would have allowed this baby to get close enough to a litter of puppies? And I mean, the pit bull was just trying to protect her baby. She didn't know that this little baby is just trying to pet them and he's being nice. So now the poor kid is going to grow up without an arm. I'm like, what the Ross? That kind of shit makes me, that pisses me off. Literally, an Oklahoma boy's arm ripped off by pit bull after trying to pet the puppies. I think Renee is going to put this article up later on. My God. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Grandparents are watching the child. Mm-mm-mm. Would you ever talk to your parents again if something like that happened under their care? I don't know. So Tracy says we have no idea what the side effects are until months or years later. Never has a vaccine been rushed and readily available. In five years, we've seen commercials saying if you have a vaccination shot in 2021, you're entitled to X amount of funds. I don't know what you're talking about, Tracy. But the fact, the fact is there has been no vaccine in the history of mankind that has had the sort of back research that the mRNA vaccines have. It's 50 years, Tracy. I'll send you some accurate information because this is what happens when you repeat something like this. This actually isn't accurate. So you need to show me what vaccine outside of the mRNA ones had a 50-year backstory. None of them. Not even, not even the um advent of vaccines like the very first vaccines how they came about had 50 years worth of research so this is why you've got to get correct information so we do have an idea of how the mrna vaccines work and what they impact they have been used for some 10 years there's a vaccine for cancer patients that's mrna by pfizer please do your research before you repeat stuff like this because this might sound like a harmless comment and there'll be people who read that comment who will then make a decision um, based on that. And it's completely a false comment. 
Chantel says heart disease is still the number one killer. No one is afraid to, of unhealthy eating that can kill them. Yep, that's for sure. Um, Rachel says here is a more recent article from the same publication, which says that GBS risk is actually decreased by COVID vaccinations. Uh, yeah, y'all go read that. Buenos dias to Miss Alba. Como estas? Happy Friday. Uh, gracias. Um, today's Friday. What is what is Friday in Spanish again? I always have to go back. So we have Domingo. Wait, wait. Domingo. Lunes, martes, miércoles, jueves, viernes. That's that's Friday. So would you say Feliz Viernes? I don't even know. Then there's Sábado. Then we start over with Sunday. All right. My, my Spanish is super rusty. By the way, not for nothing, but I really mean to improve in my Spanish in 2022. I'm telling y'all right now. I got as, um, I haven't used it yet, but I purchased for myself uh, during the Black Friday Cyber Monday sales a subscription to... Um, Oh, Lord. Here, you know, what's it called? When, when you buy software and stuff, you've got to be, um, there's something here. you've got to be really careful that you remember what you've actually purchased because then you end up not using it. So I purchased from Amazon. You know, Amazon's my best friend. A um, subscription to, hold on here now. Um... Oh God, what's that Spanish one called that it's supposed to be really good for learning a second language? And it's not just Spanish. It's not just, I can learn any language because it's like the one that has all the languages. So I got, um, I'm trying to search my orders. Where do you go for your software orders? Amazon, there's like a separate tab for that. Mm, let me see here now. Oh yes, Rosetta Stone. So I got a lifetime access of Rosetta Stone for all 24 languages. Now, I'm not going to be learning no 24 languages, folks. Um, but they had it on sale. And it was a decent price. So I thought, you know what? Why not? Because I really need to brush up on my Spanish because it is piss poor. <laughs> and so... Um, I intend to do so. So this is lifetime, unlimited languages, lifetime access. And so I ordered it. It's got Arabic, Chinese, Mandarin, Dutch, English, American English, British English. Ooh, I wonder if I should try to learn British English. Mm -hmm. It has a Tagalog for Filipino language, French, German, Hebrew, uh, Greek, Hindi, Irish, Italian, Japanese, Korean, uh, Persian, Farsi, Polish, Portuguese, Russian, Spanish from Latin America, and Spanish from Spain, because there are some differences, uh, Swedish, Turkish, and Vietnamese. So the only one that I'm really interested in is Spanish. I might look at how they teach um, British English different from American English, because that's kind of funny. Um, you know, they say that you should be learning Mandarin, so maybe I'll have my daughter learn a couple phrases in Chinese, just for the heck of it. And so that's one of my goals, a personal goal for 2022 is to get a little bit better, a little bit closer to where I used to be. Because I actually used to be quite, um, I wouldn't say 100% fluent, but I could hold a conversation with you. Yeah? 
Um, good morning, Louie. How you doing? Tommy joining us in the Bahamas. Oh, thank you, Damon, for clarifying uh, his comment earlier. Yes. Um, Sarah says it's not the dog's fault. The owner should be charged. I mean, yeah, those old people. Ugh. Like you don't, you mean my, the people next door? Oh yeah, she should be charged too, but they didn't bother to do that. Um, yes, Vietnamese. Hello from Little Cayman, Sarah, how are you? I was in Little Cayman the other day having a fantastic time. Uh, yes, Rosetta Stone, folks, I'm all in. I translate voice three app. Is that like a phone-based app? All right, so um, let's talk about, since we're talking about languages, let's go all in from what I saw yesterday. So I haven't listened to the full press conference in all fairness, um, but I saw your numerous complaints about the new interim CMO, CMO, yes, Chief Medical Officer. And y'all complaining that you can't understand a word the woman's saying. She don't speak English. And I was like, what? So I was having lunch with someone while the press conference was on, but I was still looking at the comments. And between the comments on the live stream on CMR and my WhatsApp messages, Jesus Christ, I was like, what the hell is going on? Can you people not really understand the woman none at all? So here, you know, let me pull up some of the comments because one person wrote yesterday and they said, um, no, sir. The interim CMO accent is something different, is something. She stressed out everything with her pronunciation. And I was like, really? And then they, I, what did I say to them? Hold on. She's extremely qualified. I'm a little bit surprised that her accent is that strong, being that she was in the UK and whatever. But as Anna just said, the woman speaks multiple languages. So, you know, and it's. Yeah. So I basically said, listen, she's very, very qualified. And there are people who, I find it in particular with Spanish speakers, um, that they have a really hard time losing their accent. But then again, it's only some Spanish speakers. I don't know. I think it depends on when you learned or picked up your second language, right? So like, you know, when Spanish people listen to certain people, they're like, oh yeah, that's a gringo trying to speak Spanish. They might speak it fluently, but the gringo accent is still very much there. I have spoken to people and they like brief conversations. They actually thought that I was like Latino. They're like, wow, your pronunciation is really, really good. I'm like, yes, I've been listening to, um, what's his name? DJ Khaled picking up on my Spanish, my Spanglish. So I think it depends on when you learned a, a second language and I also do think that certain, um, I didn't even know she was uh, a Spanish speaker, to be honest, until yesterday. Um, I mean, you look at her and you think, oh, you know, she looks like any other English person, I guess, whatever, English speaking person. So I thought that, um, here she is. I thought she was just, but now that, now that I look at her, I kind of like, you know what? She looks like she's from Spain for true. You know, Spanish people have a certain look. People in Spain kind of have a certain look. Um, but then again, she could be German. She could be anything. 
But now that I'm looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could kind of see how, yeah. But listen, y'all were losing your goddamn minds yesterday over the fact that this woman has an accent. So I have to ask you, was it really that bad? Or do Caymanians just love to complain about everything under the damn sun? So you have the most qualified person ever in the role of CMO. And y'all like, I can't understand the woman. I can't pay attention because the, the language is too strong. You know, understand the English. And I'm like, really? So when I started seeing the comments come in, <clears throat> I did go back and um, I had a listen. So I'm going to pull this up because we, we going to listen to some of what the woman had to say this morning. Because I really want to know if you guys are being fair to this woman or have you just lost your mind? So let me see now. We got to fast forward. Oh, by the way, this little commercial was so cute on how to do... Uh, was this the one I had to do a lateral flow test? Now, y'all y'all parents who don't know how to do a lateral flow test, get it together. Because uh, y'all be trying to take out brain matter out of your children, out of their head. And that's not what you're supposed to do. So let me fast forward to the CMO. Or did she come on first? Hold on. Uh, COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it looks like the premier came on first, yeah. So, um, COVID hospitalizations, hold on. Was she talking during this time? No. I'm trying to find her. All right, she must have came on. Let's go after the premiere. So, yeah, y'all were up in arms. You're like, what the hell? I can't understand nothing she's saying. Um, I feel like she would have been before, because normally she does her report first. I must have missed it. Hold on. So, there's that. Da, 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 da. Let's just play it and see when she comes on. I'm gonna mute it for a second while we try to find her. Uh, applying for travel declaration. By the way, somebody messaged me there this morning. They're like, oh, I'm in Miami. Do I have to apply to come back? And I was like, um, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> Y'all need to pay attention now. Um, Cause it's, it's it's time, you know, if you're, especially if you're gonna travel, you should know what the protocols are. Uh, yes, Dr. Rodriguez, he's another one that is very, very difficult to understand. And I must admit, for a man who has lived in, I don't know a whole lot about Dr. Rodriguez, but hasn't he lived here in like a really long time? Uh, there's Woody. He's my favorite. Can I tell you guys I love Woody? He's always so helpful. Um, trying to see. There's a lot of commercials. All right. So there's this one. Okay. Let's see if she comes up first. So, um, yes, Dr. Rodriguez is, I find him difficult to understand, but if I listen very carefully, I can still understand it. Now, let me say this. There's two things here that one should take into consideration, right? On the one hand, the argument could be made that you put people who sound good in front of the camera. They don't have the expert knowledge or the expertise but because they sound good and they can say certain things or whatever, should they be the face of the person giving the report? The short answer is no. Because if you put somebody there as CMO just because they sound wonderful and they don't have the expertise or knowledge to really say what the hell they're talking about, you know, with a degree of professionalism and confidence, and uh, that wouldn't make any sense. But this is the world that we live in. People are easily confused. 
okay? So something looks good. There's a perception. And remember, we were talking about first impressions. The first impression apparently that this woman made on all of you is like, oh, this is not going to be a good experience because I can't understand her. So one singular thing, a strong accent has put all of you off to her. Did anybody listen to what the woman actually had to say? Now, shall we be honest here on the cold hard truth? I think we do need to have a moment of honesty. As people who only speak English, there are a lot of you, don't speak no other language under the sun, you are extremely offended by accents of any kind that's different. So you judge people when you hear a Jamaican accent. I'm guilty of it too. I'm guilty of hearing even a Caymanian accent going, ooh, you sound ignorant, child. Which part of Cayman you say you from? This is what we do. We have to own it <laughs> as human beings. We judge people all the time. Remember what I told you guys about, I think it was yesterday, first impressions. And there's seven things that people will judge you about. Well, your tone of voice, your language, all that stuff. People make a determination. And it's unfortunate because first impressions are not necessarily accurate impressions. So here's a woman who is beyond qualified. She could be your CMO. That's how qualified she is. And yet, most of you walked away yesterday cussing and carrying on about the woman and her um, thick accent, as Caymanians would say. So the premiere came out first. Let's fast forward. I'm going to find when she comes on with her report. Um, then we had her, Minister of Health. When did she come on? Let's just fast forward through. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. We're going to break it down now, y'all. Dr. I should have known from that name. Um, that's not how it's spelled, by the way. The the um, what is this called? The um, caption has it wrong. It's Artilia, but I should have known when I saw that name actually that she was not an English. She was. I should have been able to tell by the first name. The last name threw me off. Newton. I thought. Mm, I guess Newton could be an English name. Whatever. But um, the first name should have been a hint to me uh, of where she was from as well. But I thought, you know, some English people just have a very different Ottilia Newton. So uh, that definitely is a Spanish sounding first name when I think about it now. Anyway, let's listen to her and see what will really go on around here. Oh, wait a minute. Did she come on already? Good evening. It's a great honor to be here and to take the position of
get into okay hold on now does she come back Oh, my apologies. You guys are saying that you can't hear it. Okay, hold on one second. I think I need to um, reshare it another way. One second, one second. So I'm going to do screen share. Oh, yes, I think I did. Um, mm -hmm. I think I did it as a screen when I need to do it as a Chrome tab. Just a un momento, por favor. Uh, Chrome tab. Okay, now I think it'll pull in the audio. So hold on one second. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. Williams Rodriguez, medical from Dr. Newton. Um, my apologies. We're going to turn it over to our interim chief medical officer once again, Dr. Atalia Newton. Thank you, Speaker. So the stats for the um, for the uh, the most recent ones are. Uh, let's start with vaccinations. And these are for the day, the 14th of December, we have had a total of 444 doses given, divided as follow. Uh, first dose, 50, second dose, 82, and boosters, 312, which is very good news. The community statistics for vaccination as for the 13th of December, we have first dose total 58,386, which means 82% of the eligible population. Second dose 56,182, which is 79% of the eligible population. And the booster is 13,828, which is 19.4 of the eligible population. This is on the 13th of, by the 13th of December. Um, as per the number of cases that we have had in total um, uh, so far, we have had 8,062. Of these 16 uh, were, um, no, not 16, sorry, it answered. The, at the moment we have 16 people in a hospital. Uh, three of these are in CCU requiring uh, intensive care. We have the total number of fully recovered individuals from the start of the pandemic is 4,627. Cases linked to the community is 3,410. And the total number of lateral um, uh, positive lateral uh, flow tests is 2,110. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Newton. All right, folks. Um, 
does anybody really let's be honest here y'all really couldn't understand that woman are y'all just being a bunch of a-holes here now seriously her accent not no worse or better than dr rodriguez and he's been stand up there for over a year talking to us i mean he has a very strong accent yes he does but i can understand the man and i can understand her so what's the problem why why y'all going so hard at the woman i i noticed with interest um and i'm gonna play this card because i think it is relevant that y'all want to talk about this woman i can't understand her she gotta go i saw the comments and i was like jesus christ dr rodriguez been standing up in front of you but you know what oh he's a man he wears pants so he gets a slightly different uh level of acceptance really i think that on analyzing what she was saying there was a little bit of nervousness in there especially with her first comments about dr lee and having to fill dr lee's shoes child you're not gonna fill dr lee's shoes right you are a woman wearing your own heels not dr well dr lee is wearing heels too though <laughs> let me behave i saw dr lee's dog yesterday by the way um being walked he's a dog walker um and i must say he was being very careful with that dog child he's walking him all the way up south sound because i went to pick up um my daughter from school and i came back through south sound i saw the dog still walking i'm like we're not dog going for a long walk uh yeah this is much ado about nothing i mean honest to god y'all just love to complain i could understand her no problems if you were that bothered by the accent of somebody else, not not everyone. And you know what is so funny? Let me let me let me break this down to y'all a little bit, because you know, my accent is probably nobody. I I feel like nobody likes to hear their own voice, and my accent is uh, it is what it is. I don't really change it for people, but I am aware of the fact that depending on who you are around, sometimes your accent changes. So if I'm if I'm around more Caymanians, I don't enunciate as much. I probably drop in one or two more like colloquial terms. Maybe I even speak a little bit faster, you know, because I'm like, yeah, Caymanians gonna understand why I gotta say it. That's not a problem if I talk like this. Now, if I'm around American people and I start talking, they're gonna be like, what? What did you just say? I'm sorry, Sandra. I'm up. Can you repeat that, please? And it is human nature, for those of you who want me to put back on my training hat, there's something called mirroring that we all do. So when you're interacting with certain people, you mirror that behavior, you mirror behavior, you mirror accents. Um, you ever notice that families, when you look at them, a lot of times they have the same mannerisms. If they are very expressive with their hands or how they do certain things, they all kind of like do the same thing when you really look at it. Some of it actually has a genetic component for real. But a lot of it is the act of mirroring where even as a child, you pick up the habits of those around you and you mirror that behavior. 
And if you understand the tool of mirroring in a professional environment, it can actually bode very, very well when it comes to things like contract negotiations, business dinners and meetings, that sort of thing. Because people like people who are like them. Mm -hmm. So what that means is if you know how to mirror their behavior, which could be everything from voice um, annotations to language to, you know, um, body language, hand gestures, facial expressions, everything. If you're really quite good at it, folks, um, you could be a top negotiator with just mastering that skill alone. So Sarah says, I don't find her difficult to understand at all. Richie says, I understand her just fine. Natasha says, sounds like English to me. I agree, Sarah. I think she was a little bit, there's another Sarah. We got multiple Sarahs listening. She says she's probably a bit nervous, which is understandable for her first broadcast. Absolutely. And you know what else? I'm going to put this out there for my Caymanians who are paying attention. And I want you to hear me really, really good. The less exposure you've had in life, like travel, living in other countries or whatever, the less likely you are to be open to hearing different accents. You're very closed-minded as human beings. And being closed-minded means that certain things are going to bother you more than someone who's traveled the world and they hear an accent from Spain. I mean, yeah, she's lived in English-speaking worlds forever, but the accent is still there. It doesn't bother you as much if you speak a foreign language as well, I bet you. So all of my people who are Italian speakers, who speak Spanish, Portuguese, um, Mandarin, we got a lot of uh, Filipinos listening to the program. They're probably like, what's the big deal? Because, you know, when you have an accent yourself or you speak a foreign language, you, you understand even the difficulties of learning English. English is not an easy language to learn. It is actually one of the more difficult languages. And you've had the benefit of growing up having learned English as a primary language. Like I said, most, most of y'all not pushing the envelope. You're not going to learn anything else. And you sit down and you critique someone who, I don't know how many languages she speaks, but she at least speaks two, English and Spanish. So mm, I, I can't be with y'all on this one. Deep Blue Sea says too many of our people like to complain about everything. Well, that's a God's truth too. Uh, Wee Wee says, I understand every word. Irvlin says her speaking was very clear as day. Uh, Deep Blue Sea says she's qualified to do the job and she speaks more languages than the average person. Some of her people need to stop complaining like whiny little children. Couldn't have said it any better. Rachel says she's an extremely qualified and knowledgeable professional expert on public health. We're lucky to have her and I understood every word. Now, some of y'all... English speaking only, Caymanians, can barely speak English. You're always mixing up your verb tense and all this kind of stuff. But yet, those are the same people who want to sit down and be critical of someone else because of an accent. It's not that she doesn't speak English, actually, because I think her English is near perfect. It is the accent that you appear to be bothered with. Let me encourage you to... Put that aside. So Nona says they're comparing her to Dr. Lee's communicative abilities. Each person has their own strengths and are unique in their own way. Now, here's the thing. Dr. Lee 
has a mannerism about him that is very calm. Now, I don't know if that's just a natural thing or if he's acquired that over the years or whatever, but he does have a very calm tone of voice. You know, he, he could be like a hypnotist, like just put you in the zone. Just relax and close your eyes. I'm going to take you back to a beach in your childhood. Back in 1982, I just want you to, I mean, that man could just knock you out with his voice. Like he's very, he has a very, very calming effect. I think that's why he won his, what medal of honor or whatever did he get? It's just because the man is calm. So he could be telling you the worst news in the world. Caymanian people, listen to me. There's going to be a bomb that's going to drop on this island this evening at 5.02 p.m. That's going to wipe out the entire population. But I just wanted to let, I mean, he could be delivering anything and he's just very calm. That, I think, is good in a way. Because during COVID, when everybody was getting excited, it was like, oh, my God, COVID's going to kill us all. That calming personality was most useful. But. Let me be as crystal clear as I possibly can. Take a Dr. Newton and take a Dr. Lee and we're gonna put them here. In terms of COVID, CMO material. Mm, there's a doctor, this is Dr. Newton over on the right. Mm, there is a big difference. Y'all need to wake the hell up. Bless his little heart, Dr. Lee's a nice person, pain management specialist. He's not an infectious disease specialist. He doesn't have the years of consultant experience that this woman has dealing with different countries all over the world, different Ebola, um, what happened after the tsunami in um, what part of the world that was again, um, 2004, um, Indonesia. He's not as well-traveled as her. He hasn't head up um, public health England. He hasn't been the chief CMO in Gibraltar. This was his first CMO job. Y'all understand what I'm saying. He was brought here as a peen management physician. And he headed up that section. That was like a one-man show. Um, now the, the pain management lady, I think she's still there. I haven't been to her in a minute because I do go to that clinic. I think she's, is she Bayesian? But she's from the Caribbean. Um, so I'm just saying, let's be able to pick sense from nonsense. And don't be so offended by someone just because they have a different accent than you. Aliana says, um, as a people, we can be very selective in our ignorance. Some listen to the worst form of music and talk when worse. Music and talk when worse. Something missing in that sentence, but I get what you're saying. It's called communication and speak to be understood. Mm -hmm. Damien says, maybe we should all sound like Siri. <laughs> Come on, people. Stop being bigots. Louise says, Cayman is funny about accents, even if we change for a moment our own. Uh, Natasha, getting technical on this girl. Code switching. Yes. Y'all could do with learning about some of these things. It can be helpful. It's like the Cayman. Let me give you an example, right? I have a particular um, family member. I'm not going to call her by name. 
Um, she's Caymanian, obviously. But when she gets around Jamaicans, her Jamaican husband, Jamaican, other Jamaican, like family members, friends, whatever, you could not tell that she was not a Jamaican. She knows who she is. That Jamaican accent, because she actually lived in Jamaica, and she can turn that on like nobody's business. Believe me, you. You'd be like, how, what part of Jamaica you grew up in? You would swear she from the heart of, I don't know where in Kingston. You would not be convinced. I mean, listen, I've had Jamaicans say to me that you couldn't have told them that she wasn't from Jamaica. Everything on point. You know? And it's just one of those things. She spent some time in Jamaica, some formative years, I guess. Um, every husband has been Jamaican. And, you know, it is what it is. Now, that wouldn't be me. Like, I could say one or two little words, and then after that, I'm out of, I'm out of my Jamaican accent. I'm done. <laughs> you know? Uh, funny enough, even my husband, you guys know he's Jamaican, right? No one seems to know he's Jamaican when they're talking to him, <laughs> even Jamaicans. So he's met people and, um, you know, he'll be talking to them and whatever. And they said, where are you from? So because he's got the Indian look, they assume Trinidad, Guyanese, um, India, straight fresh off the boat, off the plane from India. They're like, oh, you're from India? Even Indian people be like, oh, what part of India are you from? And he's like, <laughs> I'm a Jamaican. And they're like, what? Because he doesn't have um, the accent really throws people off. Now, I must tell you that even sometimes when I am, you know, like he's talking to family members in Jamaica, whatever, they still don't have like the strongest Jamaican accent, although they've lived there their entire lives, you know, and they're Jamaicans, it's, you know, so I don't know necessarily what determines that. Is it like the certain part of Jamaica that they're from? I don't know. But I listen very intently to them at times. And, um, you know, you it's you pick it up, but it's not as thick as um, some other people who are from Jamaica as well. So Natasha says, Dr. Lee's a pain management specialist trained to assure you. <laughs> Damon says, we done run out of toilet paper. Um... Oh, Lord. He said, you said the B word. Now the NSA is going to be watching your podcast. What is she talking about? All right, folks. I'm going to chalk this one up to much ado about nothing and leave it there. What else came out of the press briefing yesterday? Well, the next thing that got y'all up in arms, apparently, is the fact that, here are some changes. The nightclub. Bars and nightclubs will be reduced from 12 p.m. until 12 a.m. until December the 30th, 2021. Now, I must tell you that I do need a little bit more of an explanation on this one to understand the logic for it. It could just be that bars normally stay open until what time? You don't have to help me out here because I'm not really a bar person. Is it 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever? Um, you know what came to mind when I saw this? I had a chuckle to myself. Because you know old people have a saying, right? I don't know if this is really, this is probably more of an American thing than a Caymanian thing, but 
Oh, people have a saying that nothing good happens after midnight. So get your ass home before midnight. <laughs> so when I saw this, I saw somebody made a comment about Cinderella's glass slipper falling off at midnight or whatever. Um, I don't know. Is it just that those couple hours uh, is when you have more people likely to be packed into these facilities than not? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this works because I'm not really a bar and nightclub person. You know, some people don't go out to the club until the last two hours anyway. So is that the situation where the number of people that tend to be in a club increases significantly during those hours? Is it a case that the more drinking time they give you, so two hours of drinking can be a lot of drinking, you know, depending on what time you start. Is it a case of the more drinking time they give you, the more slack you're going to be with your mask wearing and touching people and being on top of them? And I mean, I think I, I do need a little bit further explanation as to the logic behind that. Now, we've understood because we've seen it happen in other jurisdictions, the logic of shutting them down and restricting them even greater than just a time restriction Another important change is mandatory testing for frontline workers, regardless of their vaccination status. Good. And then the removal of the provisions of large events of more than 250 people. Um, folks. There's going to be very little. We have 10 suspected cases of the Omicron variant. And there are very, there's very little that we can do right now. This thing is here. Uh, Gabby makes the point that they're always cussing Saunders about his accent too. Damn fools. Yes, honey child. Y'all be up in your arms about that one too. Thanks, Gabby, for reminding me. I forgot about that. Mm-mm-mm. Don't get me started on that one because, you know, Chris has a Jamaican accent. The only thing about Chris is, um, but you know what? Let me just say this before we move on from the whole point of accents, right? You can have an accent um, from a country that you have never lived in. So to the best of my knowledge, Chris Saunders has never, he went to school in Jamaica for, I think, a few years. Um, he wasn't born in Jamaica, as far as I know. He was born in Cayman. He's born Caymanian. But he is born to Caymanian, or um, at least one Jamaican parent, right? I think his father was from Jamaica. And what I have found, and this is quite interesting. Oh, it's raining. Rainy day today. What I have found, folks, is that you pick up the accent of what's in your household. So if you have English parents, like from the UK, from Scotland, London, wherever, you can pick up that accent very, very easily here in that day in and day out of your life. So I find that a lot of people who have interesting accents, although they might've been born Caymanians, it's more of a situation of one parent or both parents having a dominant accent in the household. And that's the one that's picked up. So yes, Chris has a very thick Jamaican accent at times, and y'all be cussing and going on about that. I'm like, Lord have mercy. You're missing, you're missing the forest for the trees. Or is it the other way around? I think it's the forest for the trees. 
Um, Tracy says, how is this appealing to those wanting to visit Cayman since we reopened? Well, I don't know that most of them going out to bars, but I mean, that's an interesting thing. So Jackie says, how does government define a frontline worker? So I think it's always been people, the common sense of the word. So if you work in a bar or restaurant and you deal with people, or you work in any establishment where you deal with people, you're considered a frontline worker. So in other words, it's not over the phone. You come face to face with them. So waiters, waitresses, bartenders, um, all of those people. So anyone who has co like general contact as part of their job with the public would be considered frontline workers. Nona says you shut down the bars completely. Well, Nona, listen here now, you know. You must want people to lose their damn minds. You didn't see during the pandemic, the one thing they were most concerned about was shutting down the bars and the pool because they wanted to drink first and then go drown themselves in the pool. I kid you not. Those were the two things that really had people up in arms like OMG. No, sir. Our pools are being destroyed. They're turning green in all sorts of colors. Mm, poor Alden. He was like, I don't care about y'all pools. He confessed to having been relegated to the, um, remember what Alden said? He'd been relegated to sleeping on the sofa because his AC wasn't working. That was the story and he was sticking to it. It was like, all right. So he was like a pool. That's a luxury. What the hell are y'all talking about? And of course, the bars. Y'all love to drown in your sorrows. Everything you want to go to the liquor store or the um, bar for. You're happy, you go to the bar. You're sad, you go to the bar. You're depressed, you go to the bar. You don't feel any particular way, you're still going to the bar. So Nona, I think the government is trying to avoid um, an outright um, strike and everything by shutting down the bars. Now you and me mightn't care about a bar because like I said, I don't go to bars, really. I mean, sometimes I go to a restaurant that has a bar component. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So Tracy says, and now having to watch fireworks from your car, you might as well watch it from your couch TV. The virus is not going away and the only way to live with it is to continue to be attentive to the rules. Get vaccinated, boosted, da, 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 da. Yeah, so listen, government does not want to put on an event um, in relation to that, by the way. I think government does not want to put on an event where um, they have people out and about, you know, having a good time, watching fireworks, coming a little bit too close to each other. Because really, you only need to be concerned with people who are going to be in your personal space for a certain amount of time. But enjoying fireworks in your car versus on the um, TV, let's be fair, Tracy, they're really not the same thing at all. Let's have a look at this. There we go. Go and enjoy some fireworks tomorrow, 7 p.m. on the waterfront. I don't know where all the cars are going to park to really see the fireworks, but, you know, roll down the window, I guess. I don't know. But the whole idea behind that is to keep your distance. The car is like what they used to do in the grocery store. It creates a buffer between you and everybody else. So stay in your car is what they're suggesting. Eh. 
Listen, let's try to be a little bit thankful. This Christmas is still going to be, be better than last Christmas. Last Christmas, you had nobody coming to visit you. You didn't have any family or any friends that could come in. You couldn't go to Miami to go shopping and bring him back the Omicron. I'm just saying. At least this time, you had a little bit more freedom. And with a little bit more freedom comes a little bit more risk. And this is the reality of COVID. And we have to balance it, right? So I'm going to get my booster this weekend, I believe. Um, like I said, I was going to wait until January, like after the holidays. But now with Omicron here, and I have no infection. And by the way, um, even if you have been infected, there's no indication yet that you have any immunity. So even if you've gotten the virus, there's so many spike protein differences between Delta and the Omicron variant that it does not appear <laughs> that you have any natural immunity whatsoever from the Omicron variant. So this is where you need to be very careful because it's a little bit too early to tell how bad Omicron is going to be in terms of hospitalizations and deaths because you have a wave of infections and then comes the hospitalizations and the deaths. So you need to give it time. So don't be out there messing around thinking that Omicron is no big deal. Oh, it's not, what's the big deal? It has some 30 changes from the Delta variant to the Omicron variant and particular ones on the spike protein. That's concerning. We don't know how concerned we should be yet. But if it's already infecting people at twice the rate that the Delta variant was doing, that means that you're going to have twice as many people getting infected. And people who already had Delta have no immunity whatsoever. So this, folks, is where you got to pay attention now. Get your booster. If you've not yet been vaccinated, go and get vaccinated. You're going to keep playing Russian roulette with your own life. I've got friends who I know are not vaccinated. They have every excuse in the sun. And the day that they get infected with the coronavirus, I pray for them that it's not going to be a bad infection. But if it is, and they end up getting seriously ill or they die, they have nobody to blame but themselves. I don't want my friends to die. I like you. I don't like everybody, but I do like my friends. That's why they're my friends. I like a lot of my acquaintances too. I like a lot of you that watch the program. Not all of you. Some of you I can't stand. <laughs> but give yourself a fighting chance. Right? See what you can do, folks, to protect yourselves. This is it. We got line of defense. Wash your hands and proper hygiene. Yes? Wear your mask. You're going out in public, you put your mask on, and you wear it properly. Okay? Get vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated and it's been more than three months for the second shot, go and get your booster. Simple. Those are the things you can do. Me, I stay away from large gatherings. So I'm not going to any bars. I go to a few restaurants, but you know, I'm going to be at my special table in the corner. I'm not doing a whole lot of socializing. I'm not going to no wet fat, no red fat, no powder fat. No, no, thank you. 
No New Year's parties for me. Keep it to yourself. My Christmas invite list for Christmas dinner is this big this year. Very, very small, which is good for me because then I don't have to cook as much food. So, you know, take the necessary precautions to protect yourself. And even with all of that, we had COVID in my household. If I tell you that my husband doesn't go anywhere, people are like, what do you mean he don't go anywhere? He really is like a homebody. Work and home. But guess what? That unvaccinated coworker just got him. <laughs> you know, that's how it happens. And he wears a mask all day at work. He is very good with mask wearing. And then he brings it into the household. And who's the next person to get it? Our five-year-old. And here I am, plump little me over in the corner. Not catch COVID yet, knock on wood. But I could be next. That's why I'm going to go get my vaccine booster. Anna, good morning. She says, how does allowing 600 people to disembark off a cruise ship without at the very least having them do an LFT test immediately before disembarking make any sense in light of all the other restrictions they're putting on us? Limiting our gathering. Okay, so here's the thing with this. And I think um, that ship is coming on the 28th, which is a little bit over a week from now. So we can one, two, three, four, about four or five days. Um, so the restrictions in place for the ship were always um, considered quite restrictive. So, you know, now starting today, you have to do your test 24 hours before. On the ship, that test was going to be done 24 hours before for them. So they had already tightened the restrictions for the ship. I think that there's a certain degree of risk, um, to be honest, Anna, that one has to accept comes with everything that you do. Just like even the current travel restrictions came with a risk. And look, somebody brought in Omicron. Omicron didn't just pop up on its own. It was definitely brought in by traveler. Now we probably have some 10 cases, 10 suspected cases, right? So I thought about the cruise ship situation. And I think that the, the risk is minimized by all of the precautions or requirements that they put in place, but also the risk is minimized because these people coming off the cruise ship, <coughs> sorry, are not going to be spending as much time um, <clears throat> on our shores and in the local community as even someone who gets off a flight. You know, they're going to go to very specific, you know, maybe they booked a cruise. Maybe they're going to just go to a few of the restaurants in Georgetown. You know, most of them don't really leave the harbor area. So I think their movement um, is somewhat restrictive and the chances of you coming in contact with them is probably slim to none. Of course, six degrees of separation, right? Um, 1,600 people uh, certified lateral flow testing before they get off within 24 hours, within a day, is probably the best that you can do for 1,600 people. Like, I don't know that you could even lateral flow test or PCR test people, 1,600 people, in an hour before they get off and get the results. You know what I mean? That would be pure um, just craziness on that ship, I'm sure. So 
I think probably 24 hours is as close as you're going to come to that. Immediately coming off? I don't know. Maybe the minister can talk to them about the possibility of them doing it within 12 hours, within, you know, I don't know. All right, Nona. Yes, reminding people about the importance of the booster. Um, someone said that the premier did do um, a good job of explaining the um, the time with the whole bar situation. So I'm going to find that clip and I'm going to pull it out and um, I'll do something on that. Uh, we have someone else that sadly um, could be tone of skin instead of tone of voice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Yes. I don't think I can find it in time. Okay. All right. No worries. We will find it and we will explain it and put it up a little bit um, later on. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the program today. I, um, she says, LFTs take 20 minutes tops to get a result. Yes, but you got 1600 people. So I'm just thinking of the logistics. Like, I don't know how many, I don't know what the facility is on the ship and how many people they have um, to do the LFTs. You know, there could be just logistical reasons why doing it immediately um, is not necessarily a practical option. But I think now with where we are, it is something that the minister should definitely be asking um, the cruise ship people to see what they can accommodate and what they can do. No harm in asking. Not at all. So listen, folks, time for me to get ready and go to um, my daughter's Christmas program. I'm excited to see her sing. She put on her little Christmas dress. She looks so cute and adorable. And um, then she's going to be with me for most of the day. So I'll be running a few errands, getting some work done. So I wish all of you a very, very happy Friday. Um, trust that you stay safe on the roadways. Like I said, it's raining out there. So it's a little bit wet. Slow down. Give yourself enough car length between cars and take it easy. Let's not try to have too many accidents. There was one last night involving four cars. Did you guys see that one that we posted? Um, running into that Butterfield roundabout again. I'm just like, damn, what is it about that roundabout? Y'all just need to slow down. Um, so thank you to all of our corporate sponsors. Uh, big shout out to Small Deals. Uh, they're also located in the Thompson building. Go check them out to tick things off of your Christmas list. Big shout out to Home Gas and Reliable Industries. Shout out to Aeropost. I'm hoping I'm getting a little email from Aeropost today because I've got a few things in the way. Um, just before Christmas, this is it now, folks. We're in the home stretch. And uh, Miracle Brokers. Uh, by the way, Miracle Brokers for the Filipino community has um, the December shipment is full, but you can still start packing stuff for the next ship, which will leave towards the end of January. Good people. Um, thank. Oh, thank you. Yes, Anna, I will check that out. Thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you guys very much for tuning into the program and do have a safe and wonderful weekend. 
Have you been procrastinating on your Christmas shopping? You'll have until December 17th to get all of Santa's packages to the Aeropost offices in Miami. Aeropost professional and dedicated staff are working around the clock to ensure your goods are in Cayman and available for pickup at your offices. Don't forget our industry-leading shopping and delivery portal keeps you in the know about the status of your packages at any given time. Aeropost, Christmas shopping and deliveries made easy. Tis the season for big deals at Small Deals Outlet. Visit us for the latest gadgets, small electronics, phone cases, cables, and so much more. Small Deals Outlet specializes in all 2021 trending stocking stuffers like portable Wi-Fi routers, office desks and chairs, straightening hairbrushes, earbuds, and charging cables. Visit us today in the Thompson Building or conveniently order online at smalldealsoutlet.com and have it delivered to you. Tis the season for big deals at Small Deals Outlet. Call 746 for more info. Ho, ho, ho. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Don't make it a blue Christmas by delaying on ordering your propane for that Cayman beef and turkey. Be like the three wise men who rode through the night and prepare for the 12 days of Christmas. Hark! Propane makes all the herald angels sing. Feliz Navidad! Contact Home Gas early for your Christmas propane order at 949-7474. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.